On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk NFL. We've got some NCAA, impressive win, disappointing loss, big deal, no thing, and so much more. Are you ready? Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast apps. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net to be a part of the show. Or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all other things at Carolina Sports Talk. Man, oh man, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a little dope beat to step to. Dope show. Wait, we did that last week. So we on and once again, welcome as always, my main man, oh my <laughs> yours, God. DJ I Star in the building, Patriot Patty Studios. We out here. All right. I, I thought You thought a one was enough and No, I thought this I thought the story was gonna be me trying to fix my iPad like yours or whatever like that, but you took over the show just now with that little Will Smith <laughs> freestyle. What's up, Carolina Sports Talk Nation? We in the building, man. Dog, how you been, bro? It's been a whole week since I mean we've been back on the air. Yeah, man, I like the consistency. Um I have been well and uh, just wanted to give the audience this early, early segment. It's improvised. Big Cliff knows nothing about this. <laughs> uh but Here we go. In this week's segment of DJ High Star trying to go viral, I have a post on Facebook. From a day ago that says, 3-0 and fantasy record this weekend. Your child's father could never. <laughs> so, uh, that speaks for itself. Weekend. I'll let you know what, you know, this is a consolation prize. Because all my real deal teams, you know, we see what they're doing. but And we'll yeah. talk, of course, about it. But, do we have you know, to? The fan- yeah, we do. But, <laughs> but you know. Fantasy is truly that. Fantasy. If, <laughs> if reality fails you, there's always fantasy. Well, uh, in other news, the fantasy football gods have not been so uh, friendly to a couple of NFL players in real life. Um, there have been a, several number of injuries. We touched on it last week as we just jumped straight into the NFL for this week. Um, one such instance where it was not true was in San Francisco. Um, Carolina Sports Talk, we might as well start with the former Carolina Panthers. Um, the 49ers are reporting that Christian McCaffrey has avoided any major injury. Um, I guess if this was an early version of Big Deal, no thing, bro, what would you think? Uh, how how many sighs of relief collectively do you think San Francisco let out when um, they realized that Bro avoided any serious injury. Well, first of all, I think that it's unfair to classify it in a big deal, no thing, because we are doing that segment later. Nah, but <laughs> also because it's, it's always in, in any injury, honestly, with respect to these players is a big deal. So, uh, you know, it, it's never going to be kind of no thing. But uh, unfortunately, uh, when I was in Club Shed on, on Sunday watching the uh, football games, I just said, you know, welcome to 
the world of a Carolina Panthers fan. Mm. You know, um, mm. granted, again, I always pray for the man's health and all of that, and all of these, you know, players' health. Uh, but we know that that's a part of the game, the injuries, and we know with him, it's, you know, because of the way that he plays and his style, mm-hmm. it's something that that always, uh, you know, comes up. And I, and I know we'll talk about it shortly about the actual game itself. But another Forty Nine er went down during that game um, in this person of Debo Samuel. Now both injuries have been uh, reported as not being serious, so they'll both be able to be um, available for their next matchup. But as we do look, I guess, a little bit into that, kind of alluding to the loss that they did take in this game to the Cleveland Browns, and we'll run the scores in just a second. But do, do you think that if it was a win and or if it was a different situation in the game that they would have, you know, come back or either of them would have not been held out to protect the injury? Because at the point that they went out, I'm pretty sure, like, it kind of was what it was. I didn't watch the game. Oh, the game? But yeah. But um, do you think that if they were winning, that they'd still be out there or anything like that? If they were winning by a larger margin, yeah, perhaps you got Eli Mitchell out there that they look to um, get reps to. Who was the other person that got injured? Debo Samuel. Oh, Debo. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, um, Kittle didn't perform well fantasy-wise, so I know, you know, not mm-hmm. translated on the field. So he, he didn't get targets, um, and again, if – Maybe if the if the game plan or the ball was spread out more, uh, that that may not have happened. But the, the it in the world of injuries is tough to live in the land of what ifs because it's it's what you're dealing with, you know. Um, so you know at the at the time they probably thought that, that was the best game plan or, or whatever was going on was the best thing to happen. But again, as a Carolina Panthers fan, this is all too familiar and eerie. So you know. Uh, Best wishes to to run CMC Definitely. and Debo and Debo though. Definitely. Now you're talking about Carolina Panthers fans and uh, nightmares and reliving. It sounds like the Philadelphia Eagles are looking to avoid reliving a nightmare of not having a top wide receiver, and as such, <laughs> they have signed. Think about. I mean, they be stretches, but I like it. Go when ahead. When T.O. went out for the Super Bowl, it's, they, they it's had, what they call in the battle rap world reaches. <laughs> reach. But go ahead. If you think about it, the year that they were Super Bowl primed and they mm-hmm. lost Tio, who didn't come back until the playoffs, it, it 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 affected their season ultimately. And so, I agree. And that way, those Philly fans are looking to avoid that by the signing of Julio Jones. <laughs> and th- I'm gonna just say this though, because we are recording. I di- I didn't want to step on that, but I was just bringing. <laughs> <laughs> You call it a reach, bro. When in reality, because, you didn't have no, to only because, only because uh-huh. the headline for the Eagles with so many other outlets and or media platforms would be different from this weekend. But we'll get to that, of course. Okay. But Julio Jones. So, yes, for those who may have missed it, Julio Jones is now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, reuniting him with his Titans teammate for like 30 minutes, A.J. Brown. <laughs> bro, he didn't. Like, I saw the headline. I was like, reuniting him. Bro, they played like seven games together the whole time. He's down. But anyway, um, I definitely see it as an insurance type of thing because we saw who Julio Jones was in Tampa with Tom Brady. And so, yes, is he still the name? Does he have something that could possibly make a cornerback have to come and avoid some double team for AJ? Possibly. But once he start running, them 67-year-old bones going to start hollering and screaming. And I, if he plays five games, I'll be surprised. But, um, 
somewhat agree. Like again with with Julio since Tennessee and Tampa, um, it's I'm not gonna say it's been like a, a dice roll, but we've we you had to categorize him in a certain place. Like the same thing we had to do with AJ Green. You know, after a while, mm-hmm. it's just like we know who he is and who he was, but this Those is what we're dealing with now. Um, so to the Julio Jones acquisition is kind of similar to last year. Um, I mean, the last year that he played with Tampa where I'm not expecting him to get targets, but for him to perhaps be decoys and like, um, like an outlet type of thing, last minute resort type of thing. But I don't expect him to be the primary, you know, target and stuff like that for Jalen Hurts. But, you know, it's... We'll see. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt ticket sales. It doesn't hurt everything around the team. But I don't know how much of an impact on the field it'll make. Right. And, and I think this is one of those low risk, high reward. If right. he comes in and he plays, then cool, you got him. If not, yo, we appreciate it. You got a Philly Eagles jersey to go put in your closet with the rest and we'll holla at you. But now, since we're talking about wide receivers, I do want to make mention and give a little shout out and love to Mr. Adam Thielen. Of the Carolina Panthers, even in the abysmal destruction of a garbage dumpster juice fire that is the Carolina Panthers. They spotted us 14. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us the head start. Right. All right. Ready? Go. And, and second right, quarter. Here we come. It's the cheetah. It's the cheetah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, Adam Thielen, uh, this week, though, even in the loss, became the first Carolina Panthers hit, uh, wide receiver in history to record a streak of five 100-yard games alongside 20 receptions. So um, shout out to him one more time for being in the history books. There's a lot of folks said he didn't have it left, but he's really starting to come on at the appropriate time and kind of being that uh, safety valve for Mr. Bryce Young. But without further ado, let's yeah, go ahead and jump. that NFL music up, man. Let's go ahead and jump into these scores, man. Discuss weeks. What was it? Six, seven. Week six in the NFL. It opened up Thursday night with the Chiefs taking care of the Broncos 19 to 8. The Titans fall to the Ravens 24-16. Dolphins over the Panthers with a 14-point head start. 42 to 7, because those 14 points don't what? count. 42-21. The first 14. Exactly. No, no. Oh, I was about to say, wait, huh? <laughs> Texans over the Saints 20 to 13. Commanders taking down the Atlanta Falcons 24-16. Jaguars over the Colts, 37-20. Seahawks fall to the Bengals, 17-13. Vikings over the Bears, 19-13. The Browns over the 49ers in a stunner, 19-17. The Patriots fall once again to uh, the Raiders this time, 21-17. Cardinals fall to the Rams, 26-9. The Lions take down the Bucks, 20-16. The Jets over the Eagles in another stunner, another undefeated team out of the ranks. Alas, there are no more. Jets over the Eagles, 20-14. Bills over the Giants 14-9 in a snoozer And the Cowboys take down the Chargers in Monday Night Football 20-17 Why did that amuse you? Stuck that in there In a snoozer, in a snoozer. <laughs> Yo, yeah. without Daniel Jones, that team With Daniel Jones, that team and is Darren mad. Waller But um, yeah, nah they, they, mm, they, um, mm. Yeah Shout out to the Giants. Nick, right. Nick McLeod team, I'm a, we praying for you, Bubba. <laughs> I'm going to give myself credit um, on the EP vibes, executive producer vibes. And I think this IWDL thing is kind of catching on, you know, impressive when disappointing loss. Because 
it can just steer us right in the direction. But go ahead, Big Cliff. I kind of got you up. Go ahead. I'll tell you what. If you guys are loving the IWDL. <laughs> oh, they can participate, really. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports mm. Talk line. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net to let us know what your impressive wins and or disappointing losses are for the week. The first, matter of fact, the first five to go ahead and hit us up on the line with your impressive wins and losses for the upcoming week will be awarded a Carolina Sports Talk prize pack. So, again, hit us up, and Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. And, of course, we will read those on the air and discuss them as well. So, with that being said, bro, we got a, we, 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 I think we got a format to avoid some of these uh, photocopies. So, this week, I will go ahead and pitch it to you first. And let's start with the disappointing <laughs> losses. That's your format. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. No, because instead of doing the um, honorable mentions, we just go ahead and give it. And so, if you pick mine, you get my honorable mention. So... We locked in. Okay. So, disappointing loss of the week belongs to for DJ High Star. Uh, Jalen Hurts in the Philadelphia. Dog, Eagles. you took my nose, man. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts in the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, because I don't have it pulled up. Could you give me that score again? Twenty to fourteen, and it was yeah. sealed by that final pick. On the last drive by Jalen Hurts. Um, but go ahead. I'll let you explain first. So to sneak in my other segment, if I was doing <laughs> word association, it would be trap game because uh, that's exactly what it was. You know, I, I feel like um, the Eagles, though, notably, did have Jalen Carter and uh, Slay out mm-hmm. for the game. So mm-hmm. that – I. Fantasy-wise, I was looking at that. I was discussing stuff with different general managers in the fantasy, you know, world. But uh, outside of that, I think this is still the game that the Eagles should have won. Turnovers and penalties uh, definitely messed them up. Jalen Hurts with, what, three interceptions this game? Mm-hmm. One of his poorest performances that we've seen him in. So that that was my disappointing loss for this week. The only reason that I did not select that, not the only reason, but the main reason I did not select that on his mind was because at the beginning of this year with, with uh, Rodgers at quarterback, this was a Super Bowl contender. That defense has always been my favorite part of this team, and they are just about sick of people giving them the level of disrespect that they have just because they got Sunshine Jr. out there at the quarterback position. I think that they stuck their chest out and said, no, we still going to do what we got to do. And Sauce Gardner is still that guy. You understand what I'm saying? And so that coupled with those um, key injuries made that not be the biggest disappointment for me. However, if you swing out there to Cali, uh, down to the San Francisco, no, no, the game was in, um, in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. But the Cleveland Browns taking down the San Francisco 49ers 19-17 to 17, was a big deal. We've seen the San Francisco. We've talked about um, how they have seemed like world beaters and unbeatable. And to lose to the Cleveland Browns with a backup quarterback. Not just any. And uh, I just wanted to bring this up because I'm glad that you – because, well, I'll talk about it. But I <laughs> wanted to bring this up real quick. First, uh, Christian McCaffrey – Sean, what he had to do, and then DJ Moore had his spectacular week. And this week, another former Carolina Panther. PJ. Shout out to PJ, man. (laughs) 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We we gonna give him some love if nobody else does. But go ahead. Even though I'm not gonna call him PJ, I'm gonna call him Philip. Philip Walker, mm. the backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, showed why he is just that—the consummate backup quarterback. There's not so much film on him, but when the lights are bright and it's his opportunity to step up. If you think about, think back to the Atlanta game when DJ Moore took his helmet off and cost us the game. Uh, <laughs> PJ was balling. <laughs> Why'd you look at me? Because <laughs> I, I, right. he churned and he still made me mad about that. But nonetheless, PJ balled out then at that game. Uh, I think he threw, in, if I'm not mistaken, something like 342 yards. In this game, he only had 192 and two interceptions, but he did just enough to be able to keep his team competitive to allow them to not be sacrificing um, field possession and field position as opposed to possession because if you possess the field then it's in your, oh, your pocket right, but it's right. a little bit different but um, I think he did what was necessary Those there are those who are going to say well Brock Purdy was revealed we knew that he was just an average quarterback I don't believe that I think that Brock Purdy had a bad game which if we're being honest every quarterback has I think that this San Fran team probably needs this to kind of shake loose to, okay yeah alright we good but we can lose. And so at this point, they're going to lock in. And um, I really, truly feel sorry for their opponents next week because after this loss, coming back healthy, Christian Debo, all that they got, Kittle, yeah, you can expect the 49ers to win big next week. Agreed. Um, Against the Vikings give, on Monday Night Football. Mm, so I want to give two quick uh, emotional honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, but, again, I mentioned it earlier, alluded to it, the Patriots. Going down twenty-one to seventeen to the to the Raiders, uh, and because it was so close with that game. Um, and then, secondly, uh, again, this is emotional, uh, but us, the Panthers, because of the way that was that a disappointing started, loss to it you. Was, it again, honorable mention because it's emotions. It's tied to emotions. I'm openly admitting that. Mm. And because of the way Watch him y'all He emotional Exactly I am (laughs) And Just to This is this Patriot Patty can attest I had my man James Patty with me All day That's his real name actually That's his real last name But James Patty was with me Patty Patty (laughs) Uh, All all day Sunday Who Yeah Shout out to him But Who is A Miami Dolphins fan Mm-mm. So I'm telling you, it was emotional because was the you 14, popping noise at 14 nothing. I was I, it was lightly noise. Yeah. It was DJ Hostar, so it was <laughs> you know it was yeah a little subtle. And then second quarter, side. Like, I don't know if I, did I show you because we'll get to it, but did I show you this stuff with Coach Prime? But they're yeah, like I knew you were showing, <laughs> but I heard about it. Yeah, you remember you telling me that's how I was. Oh, with the uh, first, at halftime <laughs> with the <laughs> the end of the game. <laughs> For those who may have missed it, Coach Prime, and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit in college basketball, uh, college football. Halftime, they pulled Coach Prime for an interview, and he was skinning and grinning. <laughs> he was all nice cheesy. Bubble and then, vest. Yeah, fly with the, you know what I'm saying? Sling with the 20. It, Gold beats right. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then third quarter. Then the fourth quarter. <laughs> he was over there, ball up, mad, sunglasses on. So he up to the post game. Yeah. Oh. It was just a, a mean grill. Ice grill. But like, like you said, we'll get to that or whatnot. Yeah, so, all right, going back to the NFL, what was your most impressive win of the week? So, I had a feeling that this type of thing would happen, um, but your disappointing loss 
is actually my hmm. impressive win. Okay. Um, again, really with the quarterback play um, and the way that the Cleveland Browns gritted the game out, um, it was it was the impressive win of the week for me. Okay. Oddly enough, one of your honorable mentions becomes my impressive win. You see in how that works? The Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Taking down the trash. Wait, matter of fact, where my that was my an move? impressive win for you. Yeah. The same, the same cadence that you said was that a disappointing loss. That was an impressive win for you. Yes, because in a true fashion, they came and probably underestimated slightly a very trash team uh, oh, in the Carolina in Panthers, and <laughs> you like. <that? laughs> Yo, that's crazy. But no, so they underestimated us. And I think that that allowed that 14 um, point deficit after the first quarter. But like you said, almost as if to say, all right, y'all go ahead. We'll, 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 play, we'll play in a minute. Second half, it's about to go down. And what needs to happen in that moment, they could have very, packed it, very easily packed it in and just succumbed to a lesser team. But they were like, yeah, no, we're home. We're better than this team. Let's go out there and prove it. And they showed exactly who they are and, and ultimately outscored the Panthers from the last three quarters, 42-7. to seven. And so it was they very impressive up. for a team, and they did exactly what they were supposed to. They, they turned up. Exactly. Like, and literally, it, was, it really felt like they literally gave us a head start. In the true fashion of Miami, though, um, and everything that happens in that city, they just showed up late. <laughs> You know, you got yeah, that one please, off. Please, please, You got that right, one. Yeah. At least one a week. I'm trying to average it. <laughs> so, um, ultimately, I, I got to give the props to them. Shout out to the Miami Dolphins and all of their new fans who used to be Panthers fans. Nephew, you out there. I'm not going to call you out, though, Bounce. Um, and I'm sorry for saying my man's government name, but it's just the, the link, the con- connection. I got yo. one. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, pause. I got a one um, honorable mention. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You're a funny guy. Uh, Baltimore over Tennessee out in London, uh, part of the international series, uh, 24-16 game. Uh, Baltimore was actually ahead like most of the game and stuff like that, but the mm-hmm. impressive part is if you're not Jacksonville and you go out there, put together a win, I'm impressed. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. Anybody who wins out there that's not Jacksonville? Yeah. Okay. Because that is Jacksonville's home games at this point. Um, now, we do know the NFL is getting ready to go to Stuttgart, or Stuttgart, Germany, coming up soon. You looking forward to some uh, Russian, or it German, on, rather? All of this, honestly, all of this international play mm-hmm. and global play depends on what time I have to wake up to have <laughs> the fantasy lineup set up, to be honest with you. Just set up your lineups. I don't really want to watch the games. Yeah, I just want to make sure that um, imp- I don't want to wake up randomly and have a negative point six because <laughs> no, what happened here? <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But no, so um, I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, it just raises the the global value of the game, and so um, as long as they don't make no tickets go up, I'm all right with that. So shout out to them. All right, so in any we already talked about it. so you DJing now. So speaking of DJ, DJ High Star, what did you think about NCAA football this weekend, man? Well, so I actually was going to bring that up just now and um, say with the international play, not knowing that games are on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Friday night, if you recall, mm-hmm. we had talked on the phone, <laughs> and I'm like, yo. No, it was here. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. like, yo, you still popping out? You still coming over? 
Yo, yeah. And when you came over, the Colorado game was on. That's like, like, so that's hey, what started yo. off the weekend <laughs> for your boy. Uh, they actually went to two overtimes against a Stanford team. Um, so, nevertheless, what I'm to answer your question, what did I think of this weekend full of excitement, great entertaining football, um, to zero back in on Colorado on Friday night, for those that don't know, um, they were up early. Uh, I forget the lead. I, I want to say 19 or 29 to zero. I believe it was. Yeah, I'm pulling Which it up one, now though? for you. Okay. Um, but nevertheless, up early, Travis Hunter uh, made his return, had a big splash. Sub-Jersey had a big splash. <laughs> um, scored scored the first touchdown for the team. They was forcing the offense his direction. And I think, don't call me uh, Cliff Stradamus or nothing, but I think some of my, you know, foreshadowing kind of came to fruition in, in some in some forms uh, where perhaps, it, let's make it clear, he's coming back from injury, ladies and gentlemen. So with him returning from injury, I believe that his usage was pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that was exposed. So the first half... He got everything that he wanted to get, everything on offense and stuff like that. But when it came to the second half, Stanford was a totally different team. They actually went after him. A lot of plays, it was probably about two or three different plays. Um, And I also, you know, while you speak, I'm going to go ahead and research number 13's name from Stanford. You probably got it up already, but uh, he went off. You know, he did his thing. And um, Stanford. The running back? The wide receiver. Stanford ended up coming back um, and winning in double double overtime. Now, you left during the first half. I want you to share with the audience that. Number 13 is Alec Ayamanar. 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 Let's go with that. This this is where you come for the (laughs) most (laughs) (laughs) reputable and notable sports news. Right. Go ahead. What's, What's my man name again? Eric Ayo Maynard. So. Yeah, but no, he, he, he definitely did go off. So you're right. I did leave. When, when we were here, I was watching the game. We were watching it. It was 19 nothing. I was like, yo, I'm not staying for this. I'm headed to the crib. And I remember going home and went to sleep. And when I looked up, I was like, let me see how much Colorado won by. 43, 40. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. And to saw that they lost was wild. And I literally, when I saw it, I was like, yo. How? <laughs> and then I actually went back. You, you mentioned that they were going after Travis. No matter how talented you are, there's plays that each player takes off, whether it's on the offensive line, Absolutely. defensive line. But when they are consistently saying, hey, we're going to pick on you. Yeah, you can perform to that, but you're bound at some point when they are switching and you're bound at some point to just be tired and not agree and, and or possibly make a mistake. And so. We've talked about it at nauseum. They do not have the depth and high-end talent enough on the defensive end to currently be competitive. They don't have the size, pause, in the middle and on along the lines on either side to be able to really do what they're doing. Now, we know in this game, Shador had uh, 400 yards and another five Five touchdowns. touchdowns. But how many times was he scrambling for his life? How many times did he actually get sacked? I want to say it was like six. So, like, Mm -hmm. the, the size and the depth are going to be key for Prime as he continues to build this squad. It's very clear. 
clear and apparent that he has the, the the outline on the blueprint necessary for them to be successful, but he needs the horses. He needs the dogs. He needs the players there to be able to execute what his vision is. Ultimately, fr- front line, they're good. When, they, when they're digging in and all of that, they can be that, but they just do not have the depth or the size right now to be able to be competitive. 19 unanswered points uh, in the third quarter mm-hmm. out of the half that Stanford, and it was two big uh, scores as well. Uh, that may may have lasted one or two plays, you know, and and shout out to Shiloh and Travis, but I, I've I've said it from the beginning of the season, Shiloh shouldn't be the leading tackler um, right. on the team. That that's always a bad sign for you. Whenever that's your leading tackler, you say your leading tackler is your safety. Uh, also with the game, leading rushers for the game on both sides, uh, Daniels. For Stanford, which is the quarterback, Ashton Daniels, uh, 16 carries for 39 yards. And then Shador, 13 carries for 37 yards. These are the leading mm-hmm. rushers for the game. Mm-hmm. So the rush the rush game, all the way into two overtimes, was never established for Colorado. Uh, they, they, again, started routing them 29 and nothing in the first half was smelling themselves, feeling themselves at, the, at halftime. Mm-hmm. And you could tell there were still mistakes. There were still um, penalties and stuff like that that were happening. And they were paying to primetime, Coach Prime. And he was visibly upset while they were up like that, you mm-hmm. know. Because um, he could see it coming. Exactly. So in the third quarter, once that started happening, even it's 29 nothing, and uh, you give up a big play. And it's twenty nine seven now. Some people on the sideline are like, "All right, we still got, we still got this. Look at the score, bro. We still up." Exactly. And Coach Prime, somebody like him, he foreshadowed, and you can see it all, all in his face. Um, you know, again, it's a, a character loss for um, for the Colorado program. I hate, I hate these type of losses for like seniors or people that like it's the end of the road for them because these are the things where one or two things within the game changes the whole outcome absolutely so one thing also to consider prime has been coaching for a while he's he's been a high school coach he's even coached at jackson state we know but the if you think about some of the best coaches in football their second half adjustments are what designate and separate them from regular good coaches the efforts that you're able to make after seeing what an opponent is doing well against you, what they're not doing well, and how you can change that. And it's kind of the chess match within that. I think that that's one area that Prime is learning, especially at this level of football, to be able to um, to, to perfect his skill at. There were some adjustments that Stanford made and said, okay, we see what they're doing. This is what we're going to do to counteract that. And I think that alongside just tired and not having that depth is what allowed them to come out to that 19 nothing run in that third quarter and ultimately what cost them the game because as the game progressed the things that they had although they had a good solid game plan Stanford and that team that has been around for the thousand years they were able to make adjustments and I think the experience in that level is what allows them coupled with everybody wanting to give Colorado their best shot I think that's what kind of allowed this to be able to be a loss for the Colorado Buffs in double overtime so coach prime Got out coached. Yes. Okay. And not even that like no, he was simple. Yes. He got outmaneuvered. Okay. In, in, in a second. And, and I think it's always a reflection or it's always indicative of getting out coached when you have as many penalties and mistakes that um, team like Colorado had. One more stat line I did want to run in the box from the box score. 
uh, with receiving yards. Your man's and um again, Elik Ayamanur. Uh, hey yo, Mainer. Elik. <laughs> I, I, Hey, yo, Mayner. <laughs> Audience, that's how his name literally is spelled. So, Elik, hey, yo, Mayner. 13 receptions, 294 yards with three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Travis Hunter, the leading receiver for the Buffs, 13 receptions, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Phenomenal stat line, but looks um, very civilian in comparison to Ayo Mena because of the big plays that he had um, coming out of the second half. But mm-hmm. also, again, maybe a testament to um, to what I was saying a few weeks ago about the usage of Travis Hunter because by now, on the weeks that he's been out, you've had um, you've had Colorado receivers step up and show that they're playmakers. So your Xavier Weavers, he has seven yard seven catches, excuse me, for 124 yards, two tutties. Um his longest uh reception was for 48 yards. Jimmy Horn Jr. was still in there with five catches, you know, um and then their their other host of receivers and skill players kind of, you know, stepped in and do what they could. But for Travis Hunter to lead the team in receptions, I know it's kind of by design because of his ability, mm-hmm. uh, is still to me not a good sign uh, after the weeks that he was out to where these other players have known what it is to play without him and step up into under the big lights. How much of it do you think is Prime doing just that? No, he's good. He's healthy. Let's let's show you the spotlight and being a part of the game plan. I think, I mean, I think more so Shador. I think mm. the, the, the play calling was what it was, but they had different options and stuff early in that game. And Shador was making a concerted effort, um, especially on the first drive. Mm-hmm. to get it to Travis Hunter. So. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, well, speaking of getting beat down, I don't know what it was, yeah, but... I mean, <laughs> we're, we're in the upset part of, of the, I guess, you know, uh, NCAA part, yeah. um, NCAA segment. Well, speaking of upset, uh, number 18, USC, not the right one, but the other one, the one to the left, and I mean, <laughs> falls to number 15, Notre Dame, 48 to 20, in a game that... Showed that Caleb Williams is, in fact, a human being. He is a regular person like the rest of us. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say other than the, the, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish came to play football. And their defense really showed it. Holding Caleb to a season low, 199 in passing, one touchdown, and three very costly interceptions. Um, any thoughts uh, from <laughs> Any thoughts from this game? Um. Again, if we were to revisit word association, Mm -hmm. I would say um, inevitable because Mm -hmm. we've Mm -hmm. talked uh, about uh, USC's uh, opportunities, if we're talking corporate uh, terms, but the opportunities that USC has at defense and on the defensive end Mm -hmm. um, all year, uh, that's been exposed the past couple weeks but they've been able to get by still with stellar play from Caleb Williams and uh, the rest of his cast but this week it wasn't there as you stated Notre Dame came to play Um, to your point uh, the rushing game was not there for USC Lloyd led them with 8 carries and 46 yards with one tutty Um, even the receivers no one caught over 100 yards 
So it was just a real defensive battle. Um, you well, <laughs> a routing, put it like that. Right. But um, in the second and the fourth uh, quarter, respectfully, respectively, Notre Dame did their thing, and um, yeah, there's just no looking back. Once they started going, there's no looking back. Facts. USC only had six points at the end of the first half off of the strength of two turn, uh, two field goals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, it wasn't their night from the start. And I, I think, like, again, it was just where the defense got exposed. And we kind of already knew that. Facts. <laughs> we, we, we alluded to it from the Colorado game. And since then, they have just plummeted defensively. So... Definitely seems like some teams are figuring things out with them defensively. Now, another team that seems to be figuring it out. You've got it listed here as an upset, but I don't know that it is, and I won't consider it, although our Canes have lost two in a row. do got to give a certain little bit of love to the Tar Heels of North Carolina, who are uh, now cracking the top ten in the country, sitting at 6-0, and taking care of the Miami, Miami Hurricanes, 41-31 to this past Saturday um, what, what are your immediate thoughts uh, from that game with Miami? Uh, have started off four and zero, and now sliding in their last two. Yeah, I was watching a game. Uh, it was close for for a quick second, and then fourteen uh, seventeen at the end of the half. Right, and and then it, it was to go one way. Yeah, <laughs> So we kind of alluded to it. Excuse me, real quick. We kind of alluded to it um, a week or two ago, but. The traditional blue blue bloods mm-hmm. teams and basketball ready teams uh, in the ACC and um, somewhat in the SEC as well. Yep, uh, are doing Kentucky. their things right. Are doing Duke, their things Miami, football wise, not Miami, but North Carolina, Duke, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's more of you know kind of a testament to that. Uh, Miami just couldn't hang with them. Uh, yeah, so. It's tough, like I said. I was leaning on a lot of my fantasy wins this weekend because all of my teams. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I'm looking forward to a good matchup this Saturday night down in Tallahassee with number 16, Duke, taking on number four, Florida State in the ACC. That nice. is going to – again, that's that could be a very good basketball game because Florida State's been comp- really competitive in the last several years. But if Duke somehow manages to beat this team, I think that could be really reflective of what – ACC football is, especially with, again, Florida State having the type of season that they are. But for Duke and Carolina to be contending for football champions? To that point, um, you know how Charlotte is already uh-huh. whenever it's ACC tournament time as far – I mean, not – yeah, like as far as like the football games mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, and hosting the game. So with some like entertaining football right. online. right. right. Yeah, that w- that would be good to have an ACC championship with one of them in it. Like, yeah, I can see that. So, shout out again. I I, I don't believe I'm doing it, but I'm gonna shout out Duke football. <laughs> Since I hate Duke basketball, do I really gotta hate Duke football too? They ain't never done us no dirty. Yeah, but I mean, it's still the Blue Devils. Exactly. But, <laughs> um, I want to like probably a week or two from now start zeroing on the Heisman watch and our and our Heisman predictions or forecasts as well. Okay, early winner right now if the season stops See, today for you. Bro, that's what Who's I the said. Winner? Later on, I know, but we're talking right now. Stop it. Top of your head. Pause. I, I, You're alive. Yeah, I have nothing. I, I would probably go to someone off of 
out there in Georgia, maybe or Michigan. I I have nothing right now, man. I did not do any research on this, to be honest with our audience. <laughs> if even with a, a loss and a bad game last time, last week or this past weekend. If uh, the season ended today, I'm still giving it to Caleb Williams. He has okay. been consistently above and beyond the Everyone competition. Knows. Yeah, as far as the way yeah, he plays. Yeah. yeah, so definitely want to give a shout out to him. Now, just before we get off of the NCAA pause, I do want to bring notice to the team out there in Columbia, South Carolina, that calls Charlie W. Johnson Stadium home in the Benedict Tigers. Shout out to the Tigers. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the fun of the moon. To the challenge of our rivals. So we have mentioned several times before this number one scoring defense in Division Two football. They took care and took down on last Thursday night on ESPN two the Fort Valley State University uh, Wildcats in a score of forty eight to six. Now we did a running tally and we've been kind of keeping up with it through the season. Uh, DJ Highstar, what do you think? The current tally is with the for the points of the Benedict Tigers this season. A lot to a little. You would be correct, <laughs> sir, and you would win with that judgment and assessment. The Benedict Tigers have currently outscored their opponents 273 to 43 um it's amazing and 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 if you want to be even more specific about it they had one game against miles that was their closest a three-point victory out there in fairfield alabama if you take away that 27 to 24 victory both the winning and losing points they have outscored their opponents this season 246 to 19 Mm -hmm. one time an opponent has scored in double digits against this tigers defense and they don't look to slow down this saturday coming up against Kentucky State, the Thoroughbreds coming in for homecoming, and I fully anticipate another shellacking, if not another shutout, by the Tigers, man. Yeah. I um shout out to the to the Benedict Tigers. I'm gonna be down there, Lord willing, uh this weekend for y'all homecoming. And um I actually dropped a, a link at very, very last minute in real time. So I, I forgive you if you're not able to play it, but it's of of Coach Barry in the locker room and getting his guys hyped up for the game. Uh, and it's the real deal, y'all. Like, I'm glad that they got this footage of kind of behind the scenes of him with it, just his players because I see exactly, like, I was ready to find a helmet and run out to a football field after I heard this thing. Like, it, um, but, like, at the end of the day, it's been consistent since last year. And if I'm not mistaken... If we start talking about the last time that they lost, that's when it'll really get scary because what are we talking about then? The last time they lost a regular season game? Yeah. Oh, that predates me being a part of that staff. That, that's but what it, I'm saying. It goes back to the 20, uh, 21 season, 22 season. Come on, man. Uh, uh, that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. And again, the, the excellence is right here. Uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, out here in the Carolinas. So Absolutely. shout out to them. Happy homecoming to them as well. I, like I discussed with you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be oh, okay, all right, and I'm gonna shout out to Drake for all the dogs, but I'm gonna be um, down there, and I requested some tickets. Okay. I may not have my all access pass, but you'll you'll be in the building. I'll be in So I hit up my plug, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll get you a general." 
and Jeez. <laughs> but real quick before we get too far away from it, I do want to play a little snippet of this inside the huddle Benedict College pregame speech that was aired on HBCU Game Day by Coach Chinnis Sperry of the Benedict Tigers. It's time to go work our plan, man. Last time I checked. Yeah, let's go down here. Y'all gotta come through Benedict. Yes, sir. Last time I checked. No one to be the best. You gotta beat the best. Last time I checked. Last time I checked. I can't wait, guys, to see you guys play, man. We done put that work in all week, man. We done put that work in. Now it's payday. Now it's payday. To get an opportunity to go show the world what Benedict football is all about. Now that's just a little snippet, but it goes in, and he 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 was just about to get started. I was about to say, yeah, man. So hyped up again. Listen, one of the things that is essential for leading men, period, but young men specifically, is the ability to to motivate them, to to make them feel like they can trust you, that they can believe you, and that they can follow you. Coach Barry has it. I've watched him. Roam those sidelines, coaching literally from whistle to whistle. If they're up by 42, if they're up by two, he's always coaching. And I, and I love to see it. Certain things that he instills, the discipline. It's, it's some, much similar to what we've, uh, I guess, attested to Coach Prime and how he loves his players and how he genuinely makes them feel like he has their best interest at heart. He's got certain rules, and we've talked about some of them. Like if you get a personal foul penalty um, for excessive roughness, you, you, you're out of there, and it doesn't matter who you are when you when when you get the foul. It's his rule, not a, not a not a school rule, not a, a, an NCAA rule. It's his rule that if you get one, hit hit the lockers, you're done for that day because he wants men who are going to be able to hold themselves and control themselves out there, and so. It's just impressive to see. If you do want to take a look at the full uh, three-minute pregame speech, you can check it out on the Carolina Sports Talk Talk Back page. We'll have that posted out there for you. Those who may not know, your boys are on a little social media hiatus. So uh, if you're hitting me up on my on my any of my anything, I ain't out there right now. But uh, who who are they playing for uh, homecoming? They are playing the Kentucky State Thoroughbreds. Mm. Yeah, that's a nice little school name, the Thoroughbreds. Yeah, they, they, they beautiful uniforms, um, all that good stuff. However, I can yeah, I can remember uh, playing them a, a lot of times. Ben, I mean, uh, Claflin. Oh, oh yeah, in basketball, right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Thoroughbreds currently, um, if I'm taking a look at their record, they're currently two and five, one and four in the conference. They are currently on a win streak of. One, having defeated the Lane College Dragons down in Jackson, Tennessee, with a score of 21 to 14. But the Dragons are a very different team from the Benedict Tigers. And unfortunately, I, I don't see them being able to uh, match speed and or defensive intensity mm-hmm. on, on, on the offensive end. So mm-hmm. we wish them the best. But Speaking he- of thoroughbreds, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the Carolina Sports Talk family. But go ahead, my fault. I mean, sorry. <laughs> nah, I was, you had me waiting on the delivery Oh yeah yeah well speaking of thoroughbreds man Shout out to one of the thoroughbreds Pause that um, you know Young talent that we've watched Come up um, from the amateur And the high school ranks man Even I had a Even that. had a uh, Even had a part in nicknaming the gentleman Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, now <sighs> Go ahead if, you take it away If, if I'm going to be honest 
I get a lot of credit for that, and then that that honor does belong to who are we talking about? Be easy. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the honor belongs to Be Easy. Uh, for those who may have missed it, we are talking about the detective, Mr. Jamie Maldani. Shout out to one of our favorite basketball players. Uh, unfortunately, out for the season with a torn labrum. Um, Sad moment, sad moment, sad yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, that was out of respect, Jamie, because I know yeah. you're listening. Yeah, definitely, almost definitely. Yeah, right. But um, the, the detective is a two-sport athlete, cross-country, running track and field, basketball player, heck of a kid, heck of a young man. Um, and so we definitely wish him a speedy recovery in all of his healing and uh, looking forward to him coming back strong and knocking down some threes, dunking on some folks, and uh, hopefully winning the championship for the Coker, uh, what is Coker's mascots? The Coker College, how about that? Or university as they are <laughs> No, now. it is they, They're a university? Yeah Okay, shout out to them Yeah, yeah. Alright Shout out to Coker uh. <laughs> So real quick before we transition You, you mentioned it And you kind of alluded to it earlier We have uh, a wealth of knowledge That we have access to um, Mixmaster T Is one of the most Dynamic He absolutely can Thank you And so I'm implementing a new segment since we just got new segments dropping all left and right. And this one is entitled Conversations in the Shed, where folks know we, 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 we're sports guys. And so they'll come up and just kind of start some conversations. And but, the um, oh, sorry to cut you off, but the audience. No, you're not. Hears me, <laughs> but, but they allude. I mean, they hear us allude all the time to especially me. Yo, Sunday, I was in the shed watching football. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So. Um, but yeah, back to conversations in the shed. Now I'm saying like that that gives some some context to it. Be in the shed all the time, brother. Watching the, watching the football. Mm-hmm. So in in the shed, uh, and that's this in in this topic and or new segment, conversations in the shed. Literally, just stuff that people come up to you and drop some one liners. And so I'm going to give you a couple of them, and I just want your immediate thoughts on these conversations that we've had. I was about to say, as if it was the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So, first first up, you know, Bill Belichick need a general manager. Mm. Your thoughts? It's valid. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's doing too much right now. Uh, I think he has too much on his plate. Uh, I may have mentioned it the other week, but what they need now is not the calm, meek, um, short sleeve. This is my way, and we're going to short sleeve hoodie. Just get it done. Yeah, short sleeve, thin, mellow hoodie. I never like those. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Let me take that moment to say the that. The cut off hoodie with the sleeve with the t shirt underneath from whoever. So yeah, and the lifting weights and I never like those. I love them, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. You are one of, but anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's got too much on his plate, though. So it's very valid, very valid. Um, I, if I wasn't, had I been in his shed, I look to, you know, crack a brewski and hear the person out okay. on why they say that. But I kind of see where that comes from. Because when Absolutely. you think about the, I'm sorry to keep going. When you think about Patriots brass, you just think about craft, Belichick. That, and, and honestly, that's literally where that starts and ends. All of those decisions there. And has he, through his tenure and record and history with that team, earned that, that privilege? Absolutely. If he wants to 
reverse this stigma that many are beginning to have set in that Tom Brady was the chief pinnacle reason for the level of success that they had during that franchise, that dynastic franchise time. Second time you use that word. <clears throat> Go ahead. I guess it's I'm paying attention, man. <laughs> That's the second time. That's the second time in two or three weeks. Dynastic. <laughs> and look, Google it, my boy. No, I, no, I'm giving you credit for oh, okay. it, though. It's fly. Okay. It's fly. When you first said it, I said, oh, the, the root word is dynasty in there somewhere. <laughs> Acting or becoming of a dynasty. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> and this English lesson brought to you by DJ Highstar. No, but and so if he wants to remove that stigma, then him getting a GM will absolutely help to not only give him some perspective into newer and or different ways, but it still allows him to have pause, his fingerprints, his DNA on the squad in a way that still lets him be the brilliant Bill Belichick. He's so brilliant. He was able to reinvent himself and be relevant in a new NFL and win another one without Tom Brady. Cause Tom got what? Not two. He's been twice. Got one without, without him. So I'm just saying if Bill Belichick wants to be able to remain relevant and have the Patriots to be competitive as a franchise moving forward, the best thing that I can see is him to be able to get a general manager to remove himself to exclusively look and focus on coaching and be a better, newer coach. Now, that's not to say that Robert Kraft don't have a pink slip pre-typed and signed already for him at the end of the season. I think that if that's the case, that Kraft and Belichick need to have a discussion earlier than later, because honestly, in a perfect world. But if let's think about it. I think that they've both worked well enough together for so long that that is the type of conversations earned, that they... He's earned that respect. A la how Ron Rivera was let go early in the season to be able to... Because let's, let's not be like coy about it. If Bill Belichick is dropped by the Patriots, some other team is going to pick him up quickly. I can see Brian Dable being out in Buffalo... Not in Buffalo, in... Um, in New York, I can see several other coaches that would be like, yo, we'll holler to be able to, for that franchise, to put Bel- Belichick in those positions. And so I think that would be something so that would be. So it's definitely not the end of the road for him. If he leaves the he'd Patriots, be, no. He'd be looking for a similar rebrand to like a Pete Carroll. Absolutely. Or even an Andy Reid. I see why they call you Cliff Stradamus. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I see why they call you Big Cliff. That's why I really appreciate that, my boy. Ah, you're right though. That's very Andy Andy Reid-esque. Mm-hmm. Had all, and and he had even a higher level of success. And if you think about it, much of what he's doing with the Chiefs is similar to what he did, but it's a newer style right. based on the personnel. Exactly. And so I think with Bill Belichick, to get a refresh someplace with, a, with some talented rosters to be able to make the Bill Belichick kind of moves, it could definitely help to so, reinvent him. So that statement is kind of null and void then. What? That he needs a general manager? Right, because he's if, out of there anyway. To be able to, no, to be, no, no, no. If he wants to be successful as a New England Patriots head coach, that's the best move for him. If he just wants to be successful as a coach, his his style and there's certain coaches that are his age or, or that have that mm-hmm. brand where they want that autonomy and they want to be able to along with coaching the personnel and the egos and stuff that we have on this roster mm-hmm. I also want to have a say so in making the decisions on who comes whether it's through free agency or the draft how funny would it be for the Raiders to fire Josh McDaniels, <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to go just and to get Bill a check. Oh 
Man, oh man, Damn. that would be beautiful, and I would love it so much. And or even demote him to say, hey, you know what? We'll give you the offensive coordinator. Here come Bill. He's coming in. But next up on conversations in the shed. So you heard about the eighteen-year-old hockey phenom? Phenom. See, can't even read. The eighteen-year-old hockey phenom. They say he's going to be the next Wayne Gretzky. For those who may not miss it, because I'm going to give you a little heads up on this. Uh, Connor McDavid is apparently. All the same amount of hype that LeBron has gotten, all that Wimby got in the NBA. Um, it seems that this young man has definitely, definitely. Say his name again, Conor McGregor. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Out of the fight What's world name, and into bro? the guys. Connor McDavid. Oh, McDavid. Yeah. He's his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because once we move twice on the sun, on the auntie side. But no, so the young man is apparently nice like that. Um, I don't know. What, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts? I don't know how. Well, your thoughts first, and then I'll go. Just to be frank, transparent. I don't know nothing about it. Who? <laughs> like, Excuse no, me, but what? if we in the shed, I'd have been like. Google. Plus one. Go, 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 go. What are you talking about? What's his name? Yeah, right, exactly. He Primarily, it would have been that, though. What's his name? Right. Um, and prop, uh, allow me to expound, but. Through my time, whether it's been Freddie Altador with mm-hmm. soccer or Sidney Crosby uh, with hockey, and I'm dating myself, but it was something crazy about it because I was born in 1986, and Sidney Crosby's jersey was 87, indicative of the year he was born, mm-hmm. and I always felt like, oh, a connection. A, well, not He's even a connection. Age. No, no, not that, but there's a pro player that's younger than me. Mm. That was one of the first times where I'm like realize oh it. this dude made it and I'm like <laughs> yep, my clock I think he might have been like 14 or 15 or something like that but everybody knew who Sidney Crosby was so facts, it just facts. you know it, it reminds me of that I'm I'm open to learning about it but I wouldn't be on it and be like yeah I do know who you're talking about yeah my right. man's crazy I literally had to go and google him it's like really the next Wayne Gretzky you said as I literally typed them in my phone now it's from Mixed Master T yeah it was most okay. definitely yeah, so shout out to my dog one more time. Mix Master T for the conversations. I'm telling you, wealth of sports knowledge right there, man. So it's my next guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You already know. So we've come to everyone's favorite. <laughs> what? It's been a while. It, it has been so a while. So don't say everyone's favorite right now because I got my impressive win. This We haven't gotten a gauge that, on hey, the audience hey, yet. That one gets an honorable mention. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so it's our favorite. No, that ain't no thing. You know the, you know the segment. We give you t- topics and let you know if it's a big deal or not a thing. I'm fighting. <laughs> and I'm like it. And I'm like it. <laughs> All right. So you want you want to do big deal or thing? No. Nah, well, let's alternate. You start off. All right. Pause. This sound pausable. And I know B Easy's been taking shots at me on his show a couple weeks. So I'm just saying pause. Just nah, just got to be ready just in case. Yeah. Cause, all right. Well, first up, Shane Beamer breaks his foot frustrated in a South Carolina loss. Big deal or no thing. It's a chuckling no thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. <laughs> I'm going to say the same. Nah, See what I mean? No chuckling. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so Beamer, first of all, I hope that you get better soon. It's one of those things we've seen it all across sports over the years. Over-emotional player. Oh, mm. look at him. He emotional. He emotional. <laughs> this time it was the coach. <laughs> and... um 
this is why I say it's no thing, bro. Because look, you should have known from the jump, bro. Y'all don't got a shot this year, my dog. If you look at the standings and stuff like that, and y'all performance, y'all are not y'all are not built. Y'all are perhaps built to try to grab a bowl game, but y'all are not built um, for that. Now, granted, it was their homecoming this past week as well. Mm-hmm. So, but you scheduled Florida <laughs> for your homecoming, which you thought was fitting to have for Shane Beamer. That's why I say it's not a thing. Because first tickets. of all, bro, it, 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 okay, I hear you with the tickets. Okay. I hear you with the tickets. However, comma, I ain't never heard that character. <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm just trying to tell you now. I get it. I, I, I've had some in my past fits of rage and anger where I, too, have hit things. And then when the adrenaline is going, I think. Or hey, wrecked. Th- hmm, that's beside the point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when the adrenaline's popping and rolling, oh, everything's Gucci. But when it wears now, hey, yo, why is that finger shorter than this other one? That's not supposed to be there. And so I, I get it. But like you said, to your point, you're South Carolina right now. <laughs> Like I understand the expectations that you had internally, uh, having talked with uh, a couple of the players. Well, I said a couple. Let me not even cap. One of the players this year internally, they really did have some high hopes and expectations with regards to what they were going to be able to do offensively and defensively. Um, I, I really hate to say it, but their quarterback is who he thought who we thought he is. Um, when he transferred in from Oklahoma, there were so many who felt like he was going to be able to be. More than what he was. I think he still thinks he's more than what he is. No shade to the young man. I wish you much success. There will be an NFL team that might pick him up for their practice squad. Who knows? But, um, yeah, nah, this ain't it. Um, Go ahead and get these recruits. They got a top 25 class planned for next year. I think that as long as they are able to finish respectfully, they shan't be making a bowl game. Um, You might as well hang that up in the closet with the cap and gown that you ain't going to never wear but one more time ever in life as a faculty and staff member. But, uh, yeah, they're not making a bowl game. And, honestly, the better days of the Gamecocks are still in the front of us. Okay, okay. Yeah. Salute. Shout out to Columbia. I'll be down there for Benedict. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shout out to the Tigers. Next up on big. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Nah. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Come yeah. on. Get it together. Uh, next up on big deal. No thing. Uh, we're headed to game four. WNBA talk. The mm-hmm. New York Liberty mm-hmm. are down currently uh, two to one uh, to the Las Vegas Aces. They staved off elimination. In the words of ESPN.com, <laughs> and prevented a sweep uh, Sunday uh, at the Barclays Center. So uh, they won 87 73. You're going to give us a big deal. Let me land this thing. I see where you're going. But, anyways, 2 uh, 1 series. Vegas is up against the Liberty. Big deal. No thing. I don't even know which one. 2 1. Vegas Aces are up over the Liberty. So you're asking is that is a, a big, big deal? deal? No thing. Oh, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. What'd Thank you say? You. Big deal. <laughs> that's a big deal. I realized halfway through, like, oh, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> it's like, yo, this is... Not, okay, okay, okay. That's enough. I only have only so much self-deprecation for the evening. And I'm that dude. empty about right. All right, all right. So all right. I say it's a big deal because um, they stayed off elimination, period. And so the Aces will be the champs. Just not yet. And so it's a big mm. deal simply because if you give a team like New York hope, Sabrina, Sabrina Unesco is the white mamba as, as dubbed and named by Kobe Bean Bryant himself. 
to have put in the work that he did with her, you see it when she's on that court. And I hate it because I don't like her. Um, and I mean, I have to say that I don't like her. I don't like some of the teams that she's been a part of. So as a result, um, I don't like her. So she's a dog in every facet, defensively, offensively, as a leader. She is one of the prime reasons that that New York squad was able to avoid that elimination. Do I want to say that Asia and the girls are going to be able to knock it out next week? I mean, on um, Wednesday, as a matter of fact. Yep, as a matter of fact. Well, tonight, if you're listening. If you're listening now on Wednesday. New episode (laughs) Wednesday. So I want to say that they'll be able to pull it out, but I'm not sure. Um, And so it's a big deal because... They didn't put them away. And if you give a team hope, you can, it can come back and bite you. So why you say it's a big deal? Um, for all of those reasons, but also just the entertainment value of it, uh, to your point, uh, the Liberty got something to fight for and play for, and they're the team to do it and to bring the eyes to the sport as far as anybody that faced the Aces and have a shot. Also, the Aces have suffered um, some significant injuries so they are not going to be 100% um, again, which will push kind of for a game five. Mm-hmm. And a game five is great for the WNBA at the end of the day. Absolutely. So, the visibility, the, the ten, yeah. And, and we mentioned it several times throughout the year. WNBA basketball, everybody always said, oh, the games aren't good. The games aren't good. Y'all, that's some good basketball absolutely. being played. Ticking so, up, ticking up. Absolutely. Trending upward. All right. So it's on you. On I just me? said that one. Okay. So next up, Memphis. My, Memphis is Mikey Williams ordered to stand trial on gun charges. Big deal or no thing? That's how I go right there. Pause. Huge deal. That's a big deal. Wholeheartedly agree. That's a big deal. Why you say? You want to give some background to it at all? Or yeah. So the, the young man is a Memphis recruit. Uh, he is actually already enrolled at Memphis, in, and he's listed on the roster. He's taking online classes right now. But he was arrested on April thirteenth for six felony charges, f- felony gun charges. Um, which at this point, it if he's convicted on even half of them, he ain't. Playing I think he can basketball. face right. I think he's scared. You know how they always put out that number. The max number that you're scheduled to face, mm-hmm. he's scheduled to face up to like 28 years. Uh, he was freed on fifty thousand dollar bond um, since his arrest back in. Uh, you know, well, his bond was five hundred k, but he was freed on that since his arrest on April the thirteenth. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, it also says he's accused in a March 27th shooting at his home and an unincorporated and an unincorporated Jamal in eastern San Diego County. Um, argument just before midnight ended with gunshots being fired at a car that was leaving the house with five passengers inside of it. Um, the bullets hit the car, but nobody inside was injured. So um, it's it's a lot, man. Just just for having the guns, all the multiple gun charges, firing and discharging. Um, it, it sounds like they're really trying to go for this young man, and I really wish, really wish him the best, man. Um, a lot of uh, parallels are being drawn with the John Morant stuff and all of that. Uh, and it, it's sad... To see on all levels the the trajectory the trajectory that Mikey was on, he was actually out here in Charlotte, uh, in the Huntersville area. I want to say at like um, a Christian Academy or something like that uh, a few years back. Secured a Puma deal um, mm-hmm. with Puma. You know, um, again one of the um, early stars of the NIL and getting those those deals because he was always a social media star and standout when it came to basketball and his highlights and stuff. And it's just unfortunate, man. Like, a lot of guys um, 
don't realize, and we talk about it at nauseum here in Carolina Sports Talk, but your talent gets you so far. And right. it's always those intangibles. Granted, uh, there's a story regard with surrounding that stuff at the Carol at the California home, but to have yourself in a position to where exactly. you have to, and even if you stand in trial on those felony gun charges, that mean that perhaps you weren't supposed to be in possession of them, or you know, it, it, they the guns were illegal or something like that. So, um, whatever the case is out there, um, I, w- I wish the young man the best. I you know. I pray for our youth, but it's like our our youth, especially, you know, when they have the world at their hands, whether they're entertainers and like rappers or basketball stars, they treat it like um, like tomorrow's always there. Tomorrow's always promised, in other words, or, you know, um, there's no consequences in, in nothing that I do. And, and that's that's big. Having been a young black man. I know what it is to have a certain sense of invincibility where you literally don't consider the the repercussions of some of your actions because all oh, things have worked out, all oh, things are always going to and until they don't, and it's like, yo, this is this is big. This could very easily like change my life. And so whole life. Yeah, and so uh, again, you And now you, you just now you just the thirty for thirty story. Literally, you know what I'm saying. Somebody who could have been who, ne- didn't or in make the it. music world, the unsung stuff mm-hmm. on, on TV one. Mm-hmm. Now you just, just a a, a great <clears throat> soft news story that people could put out before um, the final start up. Y'all remember Michael Williams? Mm-hmm. You know where is he now? It's crazy. Inmate number such and such and such. And and, and it's and it's unfortunate. I'm actually going to switch up the order a little bit. I'm going to take the next one as oh, well. But you are. It it. No, it <laughs> but it gives. There's a lot of bad decisions being made. Absolutely. Um, the Thunder have recently acquired Kevin Porter Jr. But are fully expected to waive him. Um, let's start off. Big deal. No thing first. Big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah, I say the same. That's a big deal. Now, for those who may have missed it, the young man uh, was arrested for allegedly attacking his girlfriend, Kirsri uh, Gunzrick, who was a former WNBA. Uh, yeah, former WNBA player. Um, wildly enough, attacking her on September 11th in 9/11. New York. That's, that's, yeah, they, and he was in Manhattan. Listen, next was. to near the, U, uh, the UN, man. Yeah. But, and they making that a point and I just seen that, that they make it a point but yeah he was right there uptown right, right for real for real but uh, again uh, and I'm sure we, we don't need to go in depth with this but just a series of bad decisions by these mm-hmm. young men with all of this talent there are so many young people who have God given gifts and talents that, that, that aren't able to make it to that level for one thing or another and for those who get to that level kind of much to what you've argued about with Ja You've gotten to a level where you are one of the best in your field doing this, making this money, and you're making these poor decisions like you're still in Sumter. It's like, come on, man. And that's where part of it is absolutely these young men and their lack of positive decision-making. But part of it is also the influences that they have around them who prohibit them and don't encourage them to make positive choices. You and I mm-hmm. talked this week about how we are and where we are as men in our lives and how we kind of iron sharpens iron and we kind of want to see each other grow and want to see each other be pushed towards being the best version of ourselves. With you out, without you surrounding yourself with those types of individuals, you're going to consistently make, without you having 
thought processes or feedback from others around and outside of your head. Yeah, in your head, you can say some things and justify it and make it make sense. And it's cool. But without having someone who's a bit wiser and some more experienced kind of soundbar those things or bounce those things off of, you, you consistently are going to continue to make those kinds of bad decisions. And so we just definitely want the best for these young men and definitely praying for them in, in, in all of their uh, legal troubles and values as they're going through right now. Absolutely. Um, I also, you know, state a big thing because uh, or a big deal because um, of what was actually um, exchanged in their transaction. So the Rockets, uh, they traded Kevin Porter and two future second round picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and then the Rockets are actually getting mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo, Jeremiah Robinson Earl in the deal. Um, and it'll send again a 2027 second round pick via the Minnesota Timberwolves and a 2028 second round pick via the Milwaukee Bucks all to the thunder. Um, so that, that part of it uh, definitely kind of contributed to why I said that it was a big deal. See, if, because the Thunder got all those picks, I would have made it be a no uh, no thing for me because <laughs> they're going to mess it up. But I did switch it up to grab that one so that you can take our final big deal, no thing of the evening. And so without further ado, DJ Highstar. Uh, well, all right. So <laughs> do you want to? J- <laughs> do you want me to take it back? <laughs> no, I was saying, do you want to just play the audio? But um, read the I'll headline, and then we'll 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 play the audio, and then we'll give a big deal, no thing. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna actually read the actual headline on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shannon Sharp reacts to why he was trending and admit using <laughs> admits using a new makeup artist that put too much makeup on his face. Social media was killing me, quote unquote. Here's a clip from one of his interviews with Chad Ochoa. Do you want to say big deal, no thing first or no? Nah, let's let's okay. hear it and then we'll come back. Uh, and so she she uh, uh put on a little heavy. Uh, and so she she uh, uh put on a little heavy. Mm. And my uh, producer, whoa, 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 she put on a little heavy, little heavy, little heavy, little heavy, little heavy. Give us Benjamin Davey up Okay, but you hey, you know when they say your boy be casket clean? I yeah. mean, literally. Right. Yeah, your boy like he was in the casket. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, it looks like, no, it looked it looks okay. So if y'all haven't seen this picture, please go on social media. Carolina Sports Talk. We'll, we'll have it up. Oh, please put that Talk in the group, back. bro. Yeah. On Carolina Sports Talk. Talk too much. Yo, this feels like one of those. Get him situations right, from so high. So big deal, no thing. First of all, <sighs> that's a big deal for me, bro. That's a big deal. I'm gonna say no thing and just nah, be the serious no guy thing. here. You can be serious because I'm, fin- I'm not fitting it. I know. This old time. Oh, no, right, right, the only reason I say no thing, <laughs> let me start off. <laughs> but now nah, the reason I say no thing, uh, Shannon took it like. You know, like a professional pause, like a champ, if you will, pause. Yeah. Um, but and he had fun with this. The the casket sharp line was crazy. But wow. go ahead. That that uh you know, um while you while you kinda doing your thingy thing over there, I'm gonna say a couple of things that I saw online. Tra- okay, yeah, you got the bike back. Okay. <laughs> so uh what was one of your favorite ones that you saw as far as what Shannon Sharp looked like? 
So I, of course, not being on social media, I ain't seen nothing right. out there. But like the Tyler Perry one was a okay. Funny Tyler one. Perry. I also saw uh, Randy Jackson from American Idol saying that he looked like it's Andrew a no Jackson. for me, dog. <laughs> With <laughs> the glasses, that's what they could, it, it's yeah. the glasses. I kept looking. I was like, Yo, who does he look like? He looks like the teacher from Jimmy Neutron mm. with them glasses on, bro. And then that said, cake makeup, mm, it's a wrap yeah. for me, B. Somebody say you look like an old lunch lady that won't give you more uh, food and stuff like that. <laughs> but I paid extra. Dude, yeah, that's what you're getting right exactly. there. Exactly. Yo, my boy is, yeah, that's 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 an L. And I say it's a big deal because the, even the snapshot, the screenshot that they got in the article from the Jasmine brand. Oh, man. And then, like, honestly, this is just, this, Jasmine Brown was a, they, they, they repurposed it. You know what I'm saying? Picking it's it up already, from somebody else. It's already out there. It's rounds and yeah. yeah it's See, I, I, what a time not to be on social media because, yo, this is wild. Duh. My boy looking like auntie just, mm, I'm it going to the gym when I get out of here. It was crazy on social media because people kind of calling for Shorty's job and Shannon went back out there to defend her and like. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it was just, just it was, he made the point that on Undisputed, of course, he's always had kind of maybe one or two people throughout the years mm-hmm. that have worked on him. So this was a new person. ESPN does, does things a little differently. And uh, he showed her grace, man. He showed her grace. Shout out to him being a bigger guy, because I don't know that I could. You got me you looking like, boom, boom, boom. And you know what? On that note, anything you want to holler at the people <laughs> before we get out of here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hope okay. all who enter here. Real quick then. Okay. I saw on DJ Hotstar real quick, because uh, there was a lot of smiggity smack talk um, earlier this week about Carolina Sports Talk, and I didn't let you know because I knew that you would get mm-hmm. fired up. Uh, but yeah, while we're in the mood, well, no, I won't give out his full uh, government because that was that was that was violating earlier what I did. But um, our neo uh, DeAndre, um, he wanted a spotlight on baseball. Uh, said that we don't talk baseball; we call ourselves Carolina Sports Talk, and we're not baseball. So I'm gonna give him the spotlight that he wanted, and I told him that I was gonna do this. But the Braves lost, buddy. All right, you're on the couch with us, brother. All right, okay. The Yankees and the Braves, we kicking it together, brother. I'm sorry about that. Maybe you could root for the Phillies, bro. All right, but yeah. So shout out to the um, playoffs that are going on right now. They Mm -hmm. got the champion league championship series, and Philly right now is playing the Diamondbacks. I want to say, okay. <laughs> the Yankees lost. <laughs> exactly. So. But uh, I will say this: anybody else to all of those uh, looking for no, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Tell us what you want us to talk about, and we are going to read your emails and talk about the sports that you want to hear. As a matter of fact, that seems like a, as good a place as any. Hit us up on the. Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Thank you for listening. As always, tune in on your favorite podcast app or tell your smart speaker play Carolina Sports Talk. Man, that's it. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>